we concentrate only on the Holy Spirit. The baptism. Who the Holy Spirit is. But our main intention is to be, to be empowered. That's our main focus. Everyone here today will go with something from God. There are some of you who your axe is dull. In the sense that the things you do in the spirit before, you struggle now to do it. In this meeting, the fire of the Holy Ghost will sharpen your axe. Tonight, what I want to take over is who is the Holy Spirit. The first experiment we did was to pray for one another because I'll be talking about how Holy Spirit speaks. And we have just gone through one method of it. Who is the Holy Spirit? Or what is the Holy Spirit about? In the book of John chapter 15, chapter 14, verse 15 to 18, it says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. I read the NIV in this one. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. I want us to follow what I read word by word because understanding is necessary for manifestation. So it says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. To be with you forever. Then he says, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The word counselor is also reflected in King James as Comforter. But what I want us to see in this scripture is Jesus began to give us a blueprint of the Holy Spirit. And in introducing the Holy Spirit, he also helps us understand the things we need to do for us to be able to enjoy the Holy Spirit. And so he says, first of all, the basis for Holy Spirit to come upon anybody is that you love the Lord. That is the basis. And it says, if you love me, which means everybody who loves Jesus have the right to the Holy Spirit. Of course, you say that if you love me, you will obey my command. And the command of Jesus Christ is so simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And it says the second that looks like it is love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, if you love God, the rich the, the, your ratio of loving God determines your ratio of loving humanity. 
If anybody wants to know how much he loves God, you must check out how much you are able to love human beings. Because you cannot love human beings beyond how much you love God. I will together now. So, believers should know this, that the evidence of love of God in a man is that you love what God owns. God created all human beings. You cannot love God and hate what he created. I will together now. You can't love God and hate the world that he created or angels that he created. So, Jesus helped us understand that the command he has given to us is, Love the Lord your God, not with your lips, with all your heart, with all your might, and with all your strength. All right? And then Jesus went further, because tonight we are zeroing into the Holy Spirit, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsel. Now, we'll look at the fulfillment of that, because that's already done. So, Holy Spirit is the counselor. In the King James Version, that he calls him the comforter, what's the Greek meaning of that very word, interprets to, is somebody who guides another person. Of course, in his manifestation as the comforter, all right, he is your counselor. It is the counsel he gives to you that gives you comfort. And in his manifestation, if you call him the comforter, if you call him the counselor, that would look more appropriate in this area because if you look at the elements that follow the statements, you will recognize that the word counselor is more appropriate than the word comforter. Why? Because it says the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you <coughs> know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. So in the second verse, 17, it reveals him as the spirit of truth. The first verse, 16, says, Counselor. Somebody you seek counsel from. Somebody who talks to you and gives you instructions and direction. Verse 17 says, the spirit of truth. Someone that anything he tells you is just the truth. If you want to know the truth about anything under heaven, about yourself, it is the Holy Spirit that you talk to. And it will give you, it will, it will you know, tell you the truth. Then he went further to say the world cannot accept him, of course, because they do not love the Lord. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now, the, the statement of Jesus that it neither sees him nor knows him tells us that you can see Holy Spirit. And you can know the Holy Spirit. The world cannot see him or know him because for anyone to know him or see him, you must love Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So as many who are born again are people who love Jesus. Because it's your love for Jesus that made you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Now, when you love Jesus Christ and you confess your sin and accept him as your Lord and Savior, that is inviting Jesus Christ into your heart. And I say that very definitively because I've had a person preach on the television who said you don't receive Jesus into your heart. I disagree with it. It is an apostasy. Because Jesus said in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door of your heart and knock if you open to me. I and my Father will come in. So, by the evidence of the scripture, therefore, those who are born again receive Jesus Christ into their heart as their personal 
Savior and their Lord. I hope that is clear. We need to get these bases cleared because this program is watched all over the world live now and it will be on the television when we leave here and it will go on throughout the day till tomorrow. So you need to recognize that anybody who preaches anything that is contrary to what is written, no matter how popular he may be, his message should not be accepted. Do we understand? We do not accept the message of a man because of the popularity of the man when it's on behalf of Jesus Christ. We accept the message of a man because he's speaking what Jesus said. That is a messenger of Jesus Christ. When you start having all these strange things coming in, you should know that at that moment that person spoke. Jesus is not the one speaking through him. Many voices speak through man. On Thursday, I'll be talking about prophetic. Probably from Friday, Wednesday, really. And I'll help you understand how the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, Satan counterfeited everything. And I'll help you understand how you can discern between the counterfeit and the real. The counterfeit is this, basic. Counterfeit of the gift of the Spirit, which the devil does, will glorify man. He seeks to glorify the man who does it, who operates in it. But the Spirit of God, when he gives you a gift, he seeks to glorify the God who gave it. Okay? So, let's get that clear. So, Holy Spirit is my counselor. Say after me, Holy Spirit is my counselor. He is the Spirit of truth. Now, it says also that he will be, he lives with him. Verse, verse, verse um, 17. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So, you who are born again, you know the Holy Spirit. I love that. Some of you may be thinking that, but you know, I don't speak in tongues. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. That is the manifestation. All of you have heard what the word Holy Spirit is. Isn't it? Come on, let's talk together now. Yeah? And we know that he is God himself. The spirit of a man is the man. And the spirit of God is what? Hey, I can't hear you. I want a real affirmation here. I'm sure that the Holy Spirit hasn't knocked some, some of you off while you were seeking him. Because sometimes when the Holy Spirit passes through your body, you get drained. That's the reason why we cannot be filled continuously forever or else we would die in a matter of days. So, but tonight I expect you that um, haven't worshipped, you have received strength. I cannot hear amen from somebody. Now, say to somebody, I know the Holy Spirit. He is God himself. In the Spirit. Now, if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. The Bible begins to talk about helping us to understand that we know the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God himself. And God and His Spirit are the same. It says, however, verse 9, verse 9, however it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. We'll talk about that in a few days' time. But God has revealed this to us by what? His Spirit. And that is a capital letter, Spirit. Yes? God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. And it says, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, 
For who know who among men knows the, the thought of a man except this man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at that scripture, there are four. The Bible is comparing the spirit of a man with the spirit of God. They are the same. Are we together now? So you and your spirit, you are the same. All right? When your spirit leaves your body, they call your body dead, and they call your spirit you. Because it's only your spirit that can be alive. Do you understand me now? So the spirit of God is God himself, because God is a spirit. But then, happy to know that he is my counselor. Happy to know that he will never tell anything but the truth. Happy to know that I know him. Because he lives with me and he will be in me. He is inside me. He is around me. Someone says the Holy Spirit is inside me. And the Holy Spirit is around me. Okay, let's talk about the function now. Holy Spirit is your counselor, number one. He is the spirit of truth. All right. We know him because he lives in us and he is with us. If you go now to the book of John 15, verse 26, it says, When the counselor comes, whom I will send from my father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. Did you get this? When the counselor comes, the primary thing, the primary purpose of the counselor is to testify. That is to talk. <laughs> I love it. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit inside you is to tell you the truth, isn't it? In everything. And the Bible says, he will testify, Jesus said about me. Do you know something? Go now to chapter 16, verse 7. So the Holy Spirit, we know, is my counselor. You agree with me? You say amen? amen. Or my comforter, you may call him. But in his comfort or counseling, he tells me just the truth. So in other words, what I think may be different from the truth. And when I go into search, Holy Ghost will intercept me. And say, come back, boy. That's not the truth. This is the truth. I was ministering to one man one day. And the man was before me, lying. And I saw on his chest, lie, 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 lie. Hmm? So when he finishes lying, I said, it's over. You can go. He said, won't you pray? Pray over lies? You know, Holy Spirit duty is what I want to dwell on this evening, and I'll help you understand it broadly, and then we'll pray and manifest it. The Holy Spirit tells you the truth. In verse 7, Jesus says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come. Will not come to you. But if 
I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will what? Convict the world of guilt. That has been done when we were unsaved. In regards to sin and righteousness and judgment. That is the world. In regards to sin because men do not believe in me. If you look at a normal human being knows what a sin is. An average man. And some human beings who are so much afraid of the guilt of sin, they just call themselves agnostics or free thinkers so that they can do anything they think is right, though in their conscience they know it's wrong. So all those terminologies and uh, developments are, you know, man-made. I don't believe it's made by the devil, it's made by man. So that man can hide under a pretense. But in their deep heart they know that they are lying. And it says, in unrighteousness and judgment. Now, in regards to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regards to judgment, because the prince of this world stands condemned. Now, let's go to the next verse. I have more to say to you than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will, give, he will guide you. Into all the truth. And that is the reason why I said to you that the, to use the word counselor is more applicable than to use the word comforter. Okay? Because the duty is to guide. Your literary understanding of a comforter is somebody who comforts you when you are in sorrow. But your understanding, express understanding of a counselor is somebody who, anytime you, you can't have an understanding, he talks to you. Anytime you have a problem, you find him. Either sorrow or not sorrow. If you have a decision to make good decision, a counselor is needed. If you want to make bad decision, a counselor is needed. If you are confused about what to do, a counselor is needed. Of course, you know when we are in sorrow, Holy Ghost comforts us too. But his duty is to guide us into all truth. And then he says... He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. So Holy Spirit therefore tell, he just echo the voice of God. And he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit will reveal to us about the month of September, the month of December, the month of October. Hallelujah somebody. He will tell you what is yet to come. You know last Sunday, yesterday, yesterday, I was Sharing with you about, you know, from Tuesday really, I think I came to you on Tuesday and told you about the economic crisis that is coming, which will hit China. You remember? Come on now, answer me. And I told you on Wednesday that that economy that will hit China is to target American dollars, so that American dollars will fulfill what prophecy said to us here in 2003. It will go to $2 a pound. And it will make dollars useless. And I told you that the Lord told us here in 2002 by the Holy Spirit that there will be three economic collapse. And in January, I told you, really last year, I told you the second one when it happened, I told you the, the first one that will happen, I was in your midst when the Holy Spirit said to you that two weeks exactly today, the whole economy of the globe will crash. And at that time was bubbles. So people were buying and they were making money. And the Holy Spirit said, in two weeks' time, count the day. And we counted it, became, it, it came to a Monday. 
And the Lord said, tell your people to sell all their stock. And I told all of you, sell your stock before these two weeks. Because if you don't, you will lose your money. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit will tell you what is yet to come. And during that, that experience, the Holy Spirit told us there will be economic crisis on that day. And the Holy Spirit told us that by June, all right, and July, it will pop up again the following year. And it says that, and after that, the second crash will happen. And it says that the second crash will go on, it will not, never recover until the third crash. And the third crash shall be disaster. And last year, when the government in England was telling us that, oh, the economy is all right and stuff, the Lord told me right right away the meeting that, did you hear them? They are going for a a worse crash. And I told you, didn't I? Come on now. But are you not amazed that I haven't spoken to you on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, there was a crisis in, in China. And let me tell you the last report of China. When China went off last week, it affected all European countries, including Britain. All our stock nosedived. And they were forecasting that by today, morning today, when America will wake up in Wall Street, they will have lost 300 points. But unfortunately, when America woke up today, they lost 1,000 points. Now, this is what is interesting, thrilling. You remember that the law said that that crisis is to wipe off and make dollar useless. Now, let me tell you, they announced today on the Sky News, last week crash wiped off $5 trillion. Last week, $5 trillion in, in the world vanished. The meaning of that is that those people who had those money, they can't collect it again. It's just gone. Imagine you go to the, to the bank and back tells you that you, are, you have saved here 50000 Sorry, we can only give you 100, 100 pounds or 200 pounds. What happened? The economic crisis wiped off all your money. Can you sue the bank? So when, God, when the Holy Spirit speaks, when the Bible says the Holy Spirit will tell you the things to come, no, it's true. It will tell you the things to come, it is true. I was with Pastor May yesterday when I began to tell them again about this crisis. And I said, you watch out for next week. And then this morning, it, it happened in America. And <laughs> Reverend May said to me that the brethren started flying, you know, they have this, um, is it WhatsApp, you call it, or what's happening? They started flushing all over the whole place. And look at what God said. Look at what has happened. And today, they called in some experts to come and analyze it at 6.30 on Sky News. And I told you, the expert began to say that we believe that interest rates will remain zero until the third crash. That this is just a threat, but the real crash is coming. Experts were saying that to the world Holy Ghost already, I told you and I, many years and experts are saying that the real crash is coming from America, from England. And they were talking about the reason why it will come. Okay? In a short time, it's only those who have solid investment like gold that will still have value. So if you put money in accounts and you are saving it, maybe you need to think to put it on a solid object. Maybe so. Because if the money vanishes in bank like happened in Cyprus... People woke up in the morning and they could not collect more than 5,000 pounds from their account. They had 100,000. They had 1 million. All their money 
vanished. And they couldn't sue anybody. Okay? What I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said to us, the Holy Spirit will tell us. Now, <clears throat> let me say this to you. Why am I discussing these two things? There are some people who have believed lies. All manners of philosophies that people develop and lying. Evidence that the Holy Spirit is what the Bible says is that He's still telling us the future today. If anybody meets me who believes in all those nonsense, they don't spend two minutes with me before they look like a fool. Because I'm not a banker. Okay? How will I understand the banking terms? Holy Spirit said it. He explained to us why the boom and bust happened. In the graph. So if Holy Spirit is not true, and Jesus is not what he claims, tell me who tells us that. Who is the religious person who can know all these things? No one. Those who serve Satan can't know him. Muslims cannot know him. The Buddhists don't know it. It's only Holy Spirit who tells us the future. He can tell us when ISIS will be taken away. He can tell us when the issue of, of Syria will stop and it will be so. Date and time. He can tell us many things about you. He will tell you many things about you. You know why I'm saying this? I want you to understand and be happy. That this Holy Spirit that tells the future, the Bible, Jesus said, you know him. He lives in you and he will be with you. Somebody say amen. amen. The Holy Spirit that spoke to Apostle Williams is inside you too. Tonight you will hear him. Amen. Of course, you have been hearing him. You have been hearing him. Sometimes you have a thought flash through your mind, contrary to what you are intending, and you follow the thought and you see results. That is the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes people always expect that Holy Spirit will shake you before he speaks. No. Have I ever shaken before when I tell you these things? No, I'm just praying for you and I start saying those things. And I'm starting saying those things. And I'm saying those things. As I'm saying it, I'm hearing it too. As you are shocked, I'm also shocked about what I'm saying. You are amazed? I'm amazed too. Because yesterday God spoke about Syria in the meeting with Pastor May. And when God said it out of my lips, I was praying for Pastor May. And then God spoke about Syria. And when, that, when it came out of my mouth, finished, I sat and I, I paused and I said, boy, what are you talking about? <laughs> Be careful here. But he said it anyway. Holy Spirit said it anyway. So sometimes he speaks into your mind like a thought. Okay, and we look at that before we stop. But what God is doing in this conference is to bring you to the place where you can hear him distinct. When I speak, even if, you, the, if, if I speak to the radio or television, you know it's Apostle Williams once you hear the voice. I was in a wedding ceremony on Saturday. A man passed before me and he went. And he came back again and he looked at me. And I looked at him and I said, how are you, brother? He said, are you not the one I watch on television? <laughs> he said, I recognize the voice. <laughs> I said, yes, it's me. He said, oh my God. I said, yes, that is me. You know, sometimes people don't expect ministers who preach on television to be in marriage. They think that we don't conduct weddings. We don't go to marriage parties. <laughs> it's my daughter's wedding. I went there. So your voice. What makes you know my voice and distinct my voice from other voices? Association. You know your father's voice because he has spoken to you many times and for many years. And even if they disguise voices, you say, no, this is my father's voice. And the people you can't know their voice are people that you just pass through. You may not be able to, you know, their voice may not resonate. Association with the Holy Spirit. But at this juncture, we are doing well. 
Holy Spirit will tell us what is to come. He will bring glory to me by, making, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Can I establish uh, a principle for, you know, to you? Because when we go into the prophetic, by Wednesday, you will begin to see. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will take what is from Jesus Christ and make it known to you. All right? So that is prophecy, isn't it? It will tell you the things to come. That is prophecy, isn't it? And that prophecy should glorify Jesus, isn't it? So what about those who prophesy? The prophets who prophesy doom, 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 doom to you. You know straight away that Holy Ghost is not the one speaking through them. Oh, someone said, I just left my body right now. I have just traveled to Ireland. And I saw somebody, somebody, Angela, Angela, Angela. And you stand up, oh, I'm Angela. And he said, no, 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 no. Should I prophesy or should I not? Everybody say prophesy. You know, that is a stone. You know, it's a stage show. Holy Ghost don't do stage show. And then he says, and I saw somebody, her name is Claudette. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Claudette is bound, hands and feet. Holy Ghost is to testify to Jesus. If a prophet is taken by God to see a person bound, that prophet will not live there until the person is loose. I one day had an encounter with the Lord. This will help you. Pastor Sidney, Pastor Debbie will remember. There was a woman who joined us in 1990 or 91. 1990. And this woman had a daughter who, you know, was having a lot of issues. I mean, real demonic stuff. And they were coming to church. And suddenly one day, the, the, you know, I had a dream. And in that dream, and I'll talk to you about the mediums by which Holy Ghost communicates. Dream is part of it. Physical encounters are part of it and stuff like that. And an angel appeared to me and said, come, let's go. And before I asked question, she, the, the angel took my hand, and I came out of my body. See, when the angel took my hand, he didn't take my hand like somebody who is, you know, physical. You know, when he wanted to wake a, a sleeping man, you pull him. Okay, he just took my hand like we are walking together, and I was gone with him. Now, he took me, and we were flying, we were flying, we got to a place. And that city we saw, I saw from the sky, this region, where people are tied down, but they were animals. What I first saw was animals tied down. Some are tied hands and feet. Some are tied on their neck to a stake. And as we were looking, the angel directed my sight to a, 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 a place. It's like the backyard of some structure. And I saw the woman, the daughter of this woman, tied there. And she looked like a goat. That it would have four limbs. But when I looked closer, she had the head of the woman. Okay? That is, that the enemy had turned her into something else and bound her. And the angel said, lose her. And we flew to the place and I was very angry. Because I understand that I'm in the realm of demons. I flew to the place and I broke all the, 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 the uh, you know, ropes and stuff they used to tie her, and I took her up. <clears throat> but I wanted to fight. Because in my brain was, what 
what God had these people to do such a thing? Who did it? As I was charging, who did it? The angel said, there is no time to waste. And he picked my hand again and we flew. And when we began to fly, he picked my hand and I held the hand of the lady. I will help you understand something in this. I told you on Sunday that God cannot do many things on earth except you speak. Because it is the realm of man. Same way I told you, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit said, or the Lord himself said, anyone who is a Christian who uses his tongue to speak wrong words, you enable demons to oppress you. Because when you say a wrong word, demons must operate. Satan has no power at all. They only operate on the power of man. That's why the occult have to say what should happen for demons to have activities to do on earth. And Christians have to pray the will of God for angels to have activities to do on earth. And where God is not very happy is that those who are in occults, they never say anything godly. Even they themselves are very careful using their tongue. Because sometimes Satan punishes them for misusing. Okay? So, but God said a Christian should refrain from using their tongue to say wrong things. What your mind thinks, don't say it unless it's in line with the word. Evil thought may come to your brain. You haven't sinned. Satan talked to anybody's brain and everybody's brain. Evil spirit can. But where you waste your own life is when you respond out of your lips and pronounce those things, demons operate. So, the devil has no power unless the power you give him. Through your lips. I quit this marriage. Finish. Say that will make sure it happens. If it doesn't happen, you will see fire. That's why Jesus says the, the life, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we are talking about the Holy Spirit as a revealer of tomorrow. And Jesus said, he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from me. So anytime people give prophecy, you go to a meeting and they are giving prophecies carry. That woman that I lose, you know, when we lose the woman and we are flying away, demons came out from all over the place and they shot me. In less than two seconds, the whole of my body was filled with dust of, you know, like a pepper seed. Okay. And when it filled my body, I wanted to go fight. Angel said it's not fight. Because it's not an angel of war. That angel sent. It's an angel rescue. They don't fight war. They carry out missions. And I shook my body and everything was fall off. Everything fell off my body. Because the Bible is correct. No weapon forged against us will prosper. But why didn't I come and be talking about the woman in the church? I'm out of the spirit. There's a woman here called Elizabeth. That is not of God. If God takes a prophet to see a person bound, you will not live there until you lose that person. That is a prophet of God. And he will not come over to be telling things that, is, that will scare people about life. Those are prophets of doom. They are not of God. Because when Holy Spirit speaks, it glorifies Jesus first. Anything that does not glorify Jesus is not Holy Spirit. Someone says that you, stand up, that is your husband. It's a lie. Holy Spirit, don't say things like that. Okay? Yes. A good number of ladies have been misled 
by men who plotted to lie and they arranged men for them and they will come and prophesy that that man is their wife. And before you know it, you are gone. I've dealt with many women like that. It always happens just a, a, you know, a short while before your real person will come. Satan wants to just detract your attention. Same thing happened to men. You need to know this very, very clear. The Holy Spirit will want glorify the Son. He's not interested in telling you the telephone number of somebody or the address somebody leaves so that they will think that it is God speaking. God does not impress man. He glorifies the Son. All places where you see prophets coming up and say that this, this is your name and this is your telephone number or the address you are living, they are all mediums. They are not of God, neither can they be from God. Therefore, understand this. When the Holy Spirit speaks, glorify the Son. What about if the Holy Spirit tells you about a problem, He will tell you the solution. And the solution must not be, not be tasking or costly. Like someone gave testimony here, you know, the last of our commas, and said that he was so glad that God brought him to Christ with Tabernacle. He said, you know, that he was jobless, I think he said. And, you know, we made declaration about that by the Holy Spirit that this week you are going to get a job. He got it. Is it job or paper? He said, he got, he got what he wanted. Paper. Okay, his visa, his uh, residency, which he had applied for, and it was legitimate to get it. But yet there's a delay. You know? I said that clearly so that you can understand that God don't perform magic. He will give you what is yours. He can hasten it. But you must be qualified first. <laughs> Alright? So, but he said something that the church he used to go before. They would have told him that you need to go and bless five men of God. Sow a seed to five men of God. And of course, the one speaking will be the first to sow the seed in, into. And then he will give you all his friends. The fact is that they have a cartel. Anybody who comes to you, you will distribute them to all of us. And anybody who comes to me, I distribute them to everybody. So that they are making money off people. Those things are not Holy Spirit. Jesus says freely you receive. So Holy Spirit will tell you what? The truth. Holy Spirit will reveal to you something that you don't know. But God knows it. Something you have been praying for. And God, it's time for God to do it. And one of you will just say that this thing you have been praying for, it is done. And that's what God needs for that moment to bring that happening to be. Do we understand now? He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Let me say something to you. We must always maximize. Whenever the Holy Spirit wants to use a man to speak, it will prompt another man to approach the man. Like God wants him to speak to me. You know, I'll be going, I just feel like, why don't you talk to Pastor? Oh, Pastor, how are you? I don't know what I'm talking to him about. But Pastor, how are you? And then we start talking. And when we start talking, we just begin to talk about the issue, about me. Something about my life that, you know, the Holy Spirit wanted me to hear. And in his discussion, he would just talk about those things and he would tell me how the things should be dealt with and stuff like that. And I said, wow, how did you know that? Holy Spirit who brought me to him is the same Holy Spirit that put the words in his mouth. You know, we closed the service yesterday on, in the New Cross and a, a woman traveled from Nigeria who visited the service. And when we finished, suddenly, you know, I was seeing people and then the lady came to me and we started talking. 
Please, apostle, come over to our city to do crusade. I said I will come. <laughs> that is an area we want to go, you know, next year. God, God permitting us. Now, as we were talking, he said, pray for my son. So I lay hands on the boy and I pray. He said, please, apostle, pray for me. How would I say no to a person who demands that I should talk to my God on behalf of her? How could I? What, how could I be in a haste that I can't say a prayer? How many hours does it take me to say a prayer for the person who demanded to hear heaven? I'm talking to you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty, I can't talk now. I can't pray now. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. So, when the woman said that, usually, you know, I will never say no to prayer. Because prayer is all the time. You just say pray all the time. Hallelujah, pray. When I'm praying for someone, sometimes God will bless me too. Praying because he will say something about me, and I will capture it that, oh my, you are talking to me now, I hear that, I can understand that. Then I talk to the woman. So as I began to pray for the woman, the Holy Spirit told me to tell her something about her, which she had been expecting that he's done already. And she screamed. She said, how did you know that? Holy Spirit will bring what is mine. She had been seeking God over it. She had been seeking God over it. Okay? It looks like a distant thing. It can happen. But because the time has come for it to happen, Holy Spirit prompted her to come to me. Other people came to me only to talk and they went. Okay? Oh, direction in this, this, okay, what about this, this, what to do, and stuff like that. But she came and said, pray for me. Alright? And the Holy Spirit spoke into her, her need. You know what that does? Holy Spirit will glorify the son. So what happened to the woman? Thank you, God. By the prophecy, isn't it? Very excited. Lord, thank you. She screamed all over in the church. She didn't know that anybody was there anymore. <clears throat> I would gather. She screamed. Holy Spirit speaks. I was with Pastor Jesus. I think the sister is conceived. This is over there. You are the one. Yes. That's the sister over there. I was with Pastor Josephine two weeks ago. And she was telling me this. And the Holy Spirit said there is a person who had lung problem. And I got the very part of the lung. Now, you know, the, the thing is this. That person was not in church. A woman. God said. And the woman was in the hospital. And the Lord said to me, you are healed in the name of Jesus. He's gone. And that pain that I felt in my lungs vanished. I knew Holy Spirit was talking the truth. Then the text to the church, immediately after the prayer, about this woman who has lung problem and has clots in the lungs and in the hospital with excruciating pain. And she wrote that and brought it to the pulpit. And when she brought it to the pulpit and read it, oh, well, the Lord has taken care of this. Why do we need to talk about it? The Lord had dealt with it. I don't need to announce it again. For me to announce it again, what will I announce? The fact is that the person will come and testify. Because when Holy Spirit speaks, He only glorifies the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And messengers of God, whatever God does through them, they always give God the glory. Not for them. For me, you know, some people will accept that I'm an apostle. Some people will say that I'm rubbish. It doesn't matter what the opinion of people is. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Because someone doesn't believe an apostle of God doesn't make me on an apostle. Because, uh, I mean, it's a calling. If someone says that he's a party, I'm a party. He's a bro, I'm a bro. 
You say, I'm a prophet, then you will hear from me. From the Spirit of prophet in me. Oh, you say, I'm an apostle, then you will see the miracles. So whatever you call me is what my spirit will respond to you. You know, I just left school now. They called me Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. I was Alfred to everybody. Nobody, everybody was sick in my class. Went back with their sicknesses for four years. And I sit with them every day and they could be healed. Hello? But how can I pray for them when it's only Alfred? They don't understand more than that. Really, if I tell them that let me pray for you, they begin to... Even when they recognize that I'm a minister of God, you know, the only thing that does for, to them is that when they want to talk a uh, rough word, they will caution themselves. Uh, yeah. Even my lecturer, when he's lecturing us, I remember when the, the lecturer in criminal law was going to lecture us about um, rape. Ah. And she said, hey. mm. I'm sitting in the front of her. <laughs> she said, well, rape is, according to the statutes, hmm. <laughs> and she looked at me like this and I nodded my head please go on <laughs> and when she read the definition she said well the man in the cloth I have to tell you this this is what rape is I said thank you thank you ma'am you know but that's all but if I say let me pray for you because you are sick I said Alfred come on so to them, they can only receive Alfred. To the one who said he's an apostle, if I can sit before him, I'll be healed. They get healed. So God healed that woman. The woman is in, she was in church this Sunday. From the hospital, she's in discharge. She's not in church. And they're going to give testimony. You know what I'm saying? That Holy Spirit speaks. He hears from the Son. And what he hears, he tells his brothers, which you and I are. He seeks all the time to glorify the Son. In other words, whatever the Son wants your life to be, Holy Spirit is bent on making it happen. Even if it's sometimes that He will force His will against your will, and He will make your heart you know, restless, just for you not to take that step, everything will break loose around you. Holy Spirit is the one doing it. So that you will not take the wrong step. It will block doors that have been opened just to get your attention. But if you can give him your attention early and you can learn how to hear him all the time, he will not have to do all those things. He will just speak to you and that's it. He will just direct you and that's it. How good it is if you can hear God in every matter of your life. After all, he is in you and he is with you. Anywhere you go, he is in you he is with you. Even when you are afraid of things, He is in you. And He is with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to hear Him. So now you will hear Him. I love when Jesus was speaking, He says, all that the Father has is mine. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I speak, I said to you, go back to that verse, please. The verse you just get off now. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine. I make it known to you. Okay, we have just a few minutes to get out of this, and then we are going to do practical. Therefore, five things that we have just learned. 
from that very scripture. Where from the beginning, it says that the Holy Spirit is what? My counselor and he is the spirit. He is with, with me and he will be in me, with me, in me. Counselor, my counselor, the spirit of truth. I can know every truth about anything. I can inquire from God about anything, the future, the past, now, present, and I can know. Okay, I can. Not pastors, not apostles, not prophets, but I, who love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Say amen to me. That's why children can hear him. There was a child who loves God. And his, fa- his mother asked of him, out of a barren womb. And then he gave him to the church. You can imagine somebody, others are going to school. Your father dumped you with the apostle. I said, this one, let him just learn the work of the church. Ah, somebody will be thinking that, who will know him by the way? When others are becoming doctors and lawyers and bankers and making money, this guy is just church, 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 church. But at the age of 13, he had the voice of God. That is the Holy Spirit. Whenever you hear that the, and the voice of the Lord came to me, it is the Holy Spirit. Or the word of the Lord came to me, that is the Holy Spirit. All right? Josiah, at the age of eight, had the voice of the Holy Spirit. He ruled the nation at the age of eight. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah, at the age of 17, in verse 4 of Joshua, of Jeremiah, chapter 1, he said, The word of the Lord came to me. He said, saying, 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be prophet of the nation. Now, let me say this, how it affects you. We'll talk about that more in prophetic. Before you were conceived in your mother's womb, God knows you will be here today. Before you were born, He knows these dates you will be here. And He knows that you will be hearing what you are hearing now. And His intention only for you tonight is to be able to hear Him clearer. That's all. You will hear Him tonight very clear. He is in me and He will be with me. Let me feature you a few more things before we pray. So, in this meeting, we have looked at the fact that he is the guide in that very scripture of John chapter 16, 7 to 15. Holy Spirit is my guide into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will teach, he will tell you what is yet to come. He will reveal future to you. Do a Christian must not look for horoscope. It will defile you because it's witchcraft. Horoscope don't know nothing. They only lie to you. Mediums don't know future. They lie to you. It is God who knows future. Alright? And he says, therefore, he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine, number four, and making it known to you. Number five, all that belongs to the Father is mine. The first thing I say you should note here, one, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit. Two, he will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears from the Lord. Three, he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory, number four, to, the, to me, Jesus, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. Number five. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Very quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I want us to understand this. 
before we go into prayer. It says, however it is written. Shall we read it together? Really, let everybody read it. Please. Alright? Now, before you go to the next verse, let us understand the word of this letter. However, in another words, whatever the case may be. Alright? In another words, whatever had been in my life before now. It doesn't matter what has been happening to me before now, however. However, it's a conjunction of summary of whatever has been before this time. Maybe you have been going through tough times. No problem. Everybody went through it. And it's your own journey which you have to just go through. You are welcome to the journey of tough time. The older we are on earth, the more tough time we pass through. So when you say you are going through your tough time, it's not strange to people who are older than you because they've gone through the same thing. But however the case may be, it is written, God has a plan that eyes have not seen. There is something about you that even I cannot see and no prophet can access it. Something about you. You know, prophets access and, you know, apostles or prophets or you, when you prophesy or you speak by the Holy Spirit, you are accessing some information. Not all information. Because we hear in part, we see in part. Okay? But beyond what we can tell you or you can tell one another, there are deep plans of God that no eye will see, no ear will hear. It is only you who has the right to it. No matter how much a pastor pray or prophet fast or apostle fast, they won't get it. This is what we're talking about now. Something that transcends anybody's gift. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God prepared for those who love him. Now look at the next verse. It says, but God has what? Revealed it to us by what? The Holy Spirit. Why did the Bible say God has revealed it to us by the Holy Spirit? Inside Holy Spirit are all those plans of all humanity. Because he's God himself. That's the reason why Holy Spirit can just talk about you and talk about you and talk about you and talk about you. Because in, the, in Holy Spirit is everything that God has planned. It is his spirit, the spirit of God himself. They are not separate. It's God himself. That is the mind of God manifest. So, the plans of the Father for you and I is embedded in Him. And He says, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. You shouldn't be confused about this because it is the same with you. Your Spirit knows your thoughts. As all of us are here now, no one can tell me what anybody is thinking. As I'm preaching here, if God opened the brain of everybody, the mind, you will be shocked. What some people are even thinking. What I'm saying, they may not be here at all. They have gone to Serbia. Hallelujah, somebody. Somebody is here, he's thinking about the, the, the chicken he forgot in the, in the, in the, in the oven at home. Eh? Yeah, Lord, I hope my house will not burn, burn down. You see, Yes, you see, the mind of man is only your spirit who knows what you are thinking. When people are talking to you, you are looking at them. What you imagine in your head, nobody can access it. 
except your spirit. So if anybody can spank your spirit up, alright, and then, you know, scan your spirit, they can tell you what you are thinking about. So is God. So is God. The spirit of God searches all things, including the mind of a man and the mind of God. If I'm talking to you, you are talking to me, the Spirit of God can tell you what I'm thinking. And He can tell me what you are thinking. Then He can tell you and I what God is thinking, which no Satan can access, no angel can access, no heavenly being have the power to access it, except the Spirit. Because it's from the Son. And everything of the Father is given to the Son. But you know something? I love this. The next verse. For who among men knows the thought of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except what? The spirit of God. No one knows the thought of God except what? Who knows the thoughts of God? Who knows the thoughts of God? Let's look at the next verse. I love it. Shall we read it together? Beautiful. Why do you have the Holy Spirit? Just like John 16 said to us from verse 15, that you, verse 7 to 15, you may understand. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not talking about baptism with the Holy Spirit tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But for now, the Bible says there is a spirit called the Holy Spirit. He searches the deep things of God. All right? And then he said, we have not received the spirit of this world, small letter spirit, but the spirit, capital letter of God, from whom is from God, the Holy Spirit, so that we may understand what God. <clears throat> there is something about you that you will understand now. You haven't understood it before, you will understand it now. I say there is something about you you will understand now. Understand, the Bible says that the, 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 the Holy Spirit has freely given He is willing to tell you your next step. He is willing to tell you what you do next year. You know, there is something I will say to you now. Let me remind you this. When there is shaking of all the whole world, everything is shaking and everybody is going way wired. The only people that will be, that will not be shaking is the church. It is you and I. That is the Holy Spirit in you will rise up. He will tell you, go this way and you will go. And after you have gone, disaster will strike. In the midst of disaster, some Christians will physically disappear out of the, of the disaster. The tribulation coming, I will talk about that in, in September. But the work of the Holy Spirit is beyond. But tonight, we want to remain only on the fact that it is the will of the Holy Spirit to help you know. And He wants you to know the deep things of God about you. The plans of God about you. He wants you to know your tomorrow. Okay? Whatever you are looking for, whatever you are seeking for. He wants you to know. He will show you to you freely. If you can ask, he will willingly reveal. Because the principle of receiving with with God is, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Stand up on your feet. We are going to pray now. I want to lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Just thank God for the Holy Spirit tonight. The Holy Dome of God. 